What's up, tea amigos? Welcome to Fresh Steeps, uncovering the health benefits of tea for your active life. My name is Vince Lapalusa, and I am your host and guide on this tea journey. I'm a chemical engineering athlete who has been obsessed with the health benefits of herbs and tea for over 10 years now, and I'm honored to lead this journey of understanding tea better. Today, we're doing another Deep Steeps episode where we are going to talk about loose leaf tea versus tea bags and why you should care about that. If you're drinking from tea bags, you might be exposing yourself to some gnarly things and just having not a great tea experience. A lot of people I talk to, they're like, eh, tea's not my thing. It just tastes like leaf water or something like that. And if you're one of those people, then this is the episode for you because I'm here to tell you you're doing it wrong. So stick around, find out why I choose loose leaf, the four reasons why I choose loose leaf over tea bags, and find out. And what is up, Team Egos? Welcome back to another episode of Deep Steeps. Uh, I've really been enjoying doing this thus far. And this is episode five, where we're going to talk about the differences in loose leaf versus tea bags. And spoiler alert, why I always choose loose leaf. If you've been following along my content, you already know that. Um, But a little recap from episode four. First, we talked about the brewing techniques and the different styles and what exactly they are. So just a quick recap of those. We got the Western style, the Gung Fu Cha boiling or decoctions, cold brewing, and grandpa style. So those five are what I consider to be the most common type of brewing techniques that you will experience in the tea world. If you want to check out what exactly those are, what the differences are, check out episode four. Um, But today, like I said, we're going to dig into why I choose loose leaf over tea bags every time. So first off, what is loose leaf and what are tea bags? Loose leaf is the actual tea post-harvesting and post-processing. It's just the dry chunks of tea leaf and fruits, if you're considering anything outside of the Camellia sinensis plant uh, as a tea, then like the fruits, the herbs... You'll see chunks of, of these things, of roots, barks, and basically when you get a packet or like a, or like a sachet, a, a sachet of, uh, of tea, that's what the loose leaf is. It's, the, it's the, tea la- the tea leaves by weight, whereas a tea bag is an already portioned out single serving in a bag of some sort. And we'll kind of dig into the different kinds of tea bags that you'll find. But that's kind of a rough idea of what loose leaf is versus tea bags. Tea bags are the single serving. Loose leaf are the larger quantities where you can actually scoop out whatever serving that you would like, the amount. And so now let's dig into why I always choose loose leaf. It's important. And there's about four reasons that I like to think why I choose this. And those four are, it's the traditional way of drinking tea. It minimizes your toxin exposure, which should be important if you're listening to this podcast where I'm uncovering the health benefits of tea. 
it's a higher quality and tastier experience and it's more sustainable for not only you but the planet and kind of a number five but i'll keep it in the sustainability it is cheaper actually in the long run so let's dig into those so it's the traditional way tea was said to be discovered in like 1300 bc so thousands of years ago when if you listen to episode one of the deep steeps you'll hear me talk about how the tea leaves wafted into an emperor's pot and he didn't know what it was but felt pure like euphoria and just fell in love with the the beverage and thus created tea so since then up until about the early 1900s tea was always drank as loose leaf so just people putting these these leaves and herbs in water boiling simmering going through those different brewing techniques and enjoying the tea well the reason that tea bags became a thing was the tea was actually shipped. And I don't remember exactly from who to who. I don't know those details off the top of my head. But the tea was shipped and packaged in these cloth, cotton little bags and sent to people. And they were supposed to, at least the person shipping it, thought that they were just going to open them up, use the tea leaves and go on. Well, what the people did is they took those tea bags and just threw it in the water and loved it. And they were like, wow, that's so easy, so convenient. We want more of that. So thus the creation of tea bags. So that only started in like about 100 years ago, probably just over 100 years ago. And I like to kind of honor the traditional loose leaf style because there's ceremony in it. And it's there's, there's peace when you get to do a loose leaf ceremony versus a tea bag, just kind of throwing it in and, and forgetting about it. So that's kind of number one. And I like to keep that at the forefront of, of my mind to honor everything in the past that's led to this, to this, uh, this beautiful beverage. Number two is the toxin exposure. Tea bags are typically made of one of two types of materials. It's either a plastic or a plastic derivative. So like a corn plastic, something like that, or it's a paper tea bag. Paper tea bags are more common. You'll typically find them. There's a a rip test that I like to do that you tell the difference between uh, plastic versus paper. Uh, Basically the gist of that is paper rips very easily. So if you just take a tea bag and rip it super easy, it's paper. If it takes like a lot of might and effort, probably plastic. And so paper can be divvied up into bleached versus unbleached. You'll tell by the colors of the tea bag if it's more brown and natural paper looking because paper isn't typically white. It's that means it's bleached if it looks clean and white versus the brown paper bags are unbleached. <clears throat> Why is that important? Well, bleached tea bags are they actually were used with chlorine, which had a which were shown to have very high toxic uh, exposure and didn't do too well. So they switched to a chlorine dioxide bleach. Which what you need to know is about a compound called dioxin. Dioxin has been shown to be a it's a known carcinogen, and it's been shown to be released in these bleached tea bags. 
So we want to avoid that if possible, and therefore go for any unbleached tea bags if you're going to do the tea bag route. But that being said, there's still adhesives, glues, uh, inks, and dyes that are used on the strings, like to attach the strings or on the um, the little tags at the end of the strings. And there's there's stuff that is used that we don't always know or think about. So it's important to at least understand that. And then, of course, the plastic tea bags terrible idea from my opinion like why anyone would think oh let's put a plastic tea bag in boiling water and you'll be fine well you're just eating microplastics or drinking microplastics which is a hot topic right now because we all know there's a lot of microplastics in the world we eat like a credit card a year basically what i heard um so let's not do that and if you're gonna do tea bags go for paper unbleached paper ideally but just avoid those plastic tea bags. It's a, uh, it's terrible, terrible idea. So by choosing loose leaf altogether, you're going to be avoiding all of that. I mean, you you decide. And I actually did the calculations on the dioxin exposure and what what has been found at like the maximum levels. You would need to drink a shit ton of tea. I'll put it at that to be really negatively affected. But why would you drink it at all if you know that there's this possibility of, of an exposure? We know that microplastics are hormone disruptors. Like this dioxin could do the same thing. I don't know. For me, I want to avoid it if at all possible. So loose leaf is the preferred method. So moving on to the higher quality and tastier experience. With tea bags, tea bags typically take a high quality or low quality tea and grind it to a very, very fine powder almost. Um, And what this does is when you put the tea in the water, due to its high surface area, it releases the volatiles, the chemicals that are in tea that make tea delicious. It releases it super quick and all at once, basically. So you can really only get like one decent cup of tea out of a tea bag. When you use loose leaf, you allow the tea to unfurl. You allow the tea to express itself and become what it truly is. There are certain ways that farmers and, and processors of tea will actually curl and roll and specifically do to the tea leaf post harvesting. Because when they unfurl in water, they actually release the volatiles differently and you get a whole different experience from it. And this is important because I want a delicious experience. I don't want tea, even though that's what I did want in like high school was when I started drinking tea, I just wanted it for a little bit of caffeine. And But I was missing out on so much of the of the health benefits, just like mentally and physically and there's a whole experience. This is going back to, to the tradition and the ceremony of tea. You have this whole beautiful experience that you're missing out with tea bags. So loose leaf allows you to do that while also just allowing you to experience flavors on a whole new level. Every person that I've introduced to loose leaf tea and given them uh, their first cup of loose leaf tea, they say it's by far the greatest cup of tea that they've had. 
it, and it is, it truly is. I will stand by that. So try it, try it out, hit me up, come visit me and I will, uh, I will show you a good cup of tea or just purchase some for yourself and try it out. And last, oh wait, actually before we jump to sustainability, I will also say with the re-steeping, not only is it a higher quality and tastier experience as well, but it's actually cheaper. Like I was saying, with the one decent cup of tea from a tea bag, you can actually get many re-steeps out of loose leaf, uh, at least like two to three. I've seen some teas can go and be re-steeped up to like 10 times. It's it's wild. And that to me, I drink a pot of tea, which probably has about like two to three cups of tea in it. I use like two teaspoons and that lasts me probably like three pots of tea. And therefore I'm drinking like nine cups, like six to nine cups of tea from one serving of loose leaf versus if I put a tea bag in there, it's got one good pot and that's it. Tea bags really don't last longer. So it's actually a cheaper experience to have loose leaf. It might be a little bit more expensive up front, but you can get so many more re-steeps out of it. I've had, I've kept tea in the pot for days and just re-steeped it like up to like three days. And to get that quantity out of a tea bag experience, which would be, I think most boxes come in like 20 tea bags. I drink about like 10, at least 10 cups of tea a day. So that would be about half a box a day. Not sustainable for my wallet. That's why it's not just another reason I love loose leaf. And I think uh, you should too. And the final <clears throat> reason I choose loose leaf all the time is the sustainability. Uh, so not only is it healthy for yourself, but for the environment as well. It is, you just don't have, so with tea bags, you'll have the, obviously is the bag, but you have the string, you have the label on it. You have the bag that holds the individual tea bag in some, in some cases, um, there's clippings, like there's a, a metal paper clip that sometimes is, is involved with holding the tea bag together. There's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot of processing and all that processing requires energy and energy is... Uh, it releases emissions and there's a lot there that you don't have to deal with, with loose leaf. When, when you have loose leaf, you just put the tea in the one bag and ship it to your customers versus the teas and the tea bags have to go individually. And there's a whole process there. So you have all that waste that you really can't do much with. Not all of it's compostable. Uh, sometimes if it's a paper tea bag, you can compost that. If it's plastic, you shouldn't, you can't compost that. And you have that, whereas the loose leaf is 100% compostable. What I personally do is after every single cup of tea or pot of tea, when the tea leaves are kind of spent, I take them, I dry them out just in my, in my kitchen. I put them on a, on a plate, let them dry out for a day or two, keep them in a mason jar. And then I sprinkle them in my garden and acts as just a little compost. I mean, there's still some nutrients in the tea leaves and in the herbs that I drink. So why not just put it back into, into the earth 
and experience it that way through through the plants that I'm uh, harvesting for food. You can't really get that with the tea bag all all the time. And a lot of loose leaf companies are shipping your tea in a paper a paper bag or that you can recycle or you can compost itself. Very minimal plastic use, which I'm all about. Less plastic is a better life in my opinion. So that's about it. That's why I always choose loose leaf over tea bags. And so just to recap all of those, one, it's the traditional way. It's honoring the ancestors that gave us this beautiful plant. And I like to respect that and to honor that. Two, it reduces your toxin exposure from microplastics to dioxin and other types of glues and adhesives that may be used in your tea bags. Three, it's a higher quality and just tastier experience that truly is unlike anything you'll ever experience it with a tea bag. And four, it's just more sustainable for your body, for your health, for the environment, and uh, for your wallet as well. So that's it. And I know I usually do a recap or a um, what's upcoming in episode six and so on. And I'm actually going to leave it a little open because I have ideas of what I want these deep steeps to turn into. And I'd like to start digging into certain teas, talking about the history of them, the health benefits, the flavors, what they pair with well, where you can buy them, stuff like that. And just kind of become that resource for people, as well as it allows me to learn more about these teas and the origins of the provinces they come from. That along with herbs and I know just doing episodes on that can can go on forever, basically. There's so many different cool plants out there. So I want to start going into that. Also, maybe recap some of the things we've talked about. Uh, I know I think in episode four, I talked about the brewing techniques of cold brew versus hot brew and how there's some health benefits and differences there that I didn't really dig into that I could or uh, the caffeine and tea, like that's a whole episode in itself, stuff like that. So I'm going to leave it open. If you have an idea, you want to learn something specific, this is why I'm here. I'm here for for you. And I'd love nothing more than to hear from my listeners and hear what you want to hear more about. So reach out to me. My email is vince at freshsteeps.com. There's a contact form on the website. That's freshsteeps.com. Uh, you can also direct message me on all social media platforms, predominantly Instagram is what I use. Uh, TikTok, I think you can direct message. I've Yes, you can. Duh. I have used it. Um, Facebook, whatever. Hit me up. There's many, many avenues. Let me know what you want to hear. Uh, join the Fresh Steeps community if you want uh, easier access. I will be more active on there. There's other people who listen to the show that you can interact with and ask questions so that you're not alone. Uh, He's an overwhelming experience, so or it can be. And the deeper you get into it, the more you realize you don't know. Trust me. And it's the fun part, though, is joining the community and, and learning that. So I appreciate you. Thank you. And I wish you a blessed day. Peace out.